everyone, my name is Sylvia Gorajek and this is another episode of Valley Talks. Right here at Runway Incubator, I'm very happy to welcome Maxim Ismailov, CEO of Roomstorm, a company that helps hotels and airlines deal with emergencies. Hello Max, it's so nice to have you here on the show. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, tell us about Roomstorm, what is it actually doing? Uh, we're helping airlines and hotels to deal with uh, emergency situations like delayed or cancelled flights and overbookings in case of hotels. So whenever there's a delayed flight or a canceled flight, uh, airline has actually, uh, they have to provide accommodation for all the passengers that were on that flight. And we provide them with a platform where they can do it very cheaply and very, very efficiently. I see. Um, so do you need to be partnered with some hotel chain or airline or can it be pretty spontaneous that something happens and they haven't heard about you and let's say a passenger knows about your company and they can tell them to kind of reach out to you? How does it work actually? So we do have to have those B2B partnerships with airlines and hotels. Uh, we have a product for airlines. Uh, it's a B2C application that guests can use. Uh, but it's a very, very in very, very early stage. Uh, but hopefully, we'll release it very soon. So yes, if you're so, whenever uh, you have a problem, uh, if you were on a delayed or canceled flight, you could use our application to buy a room for yourself. So it's mostly uh, rooms that you are providing with. That is correct. Not a different seat on a different plane. That's a different problem. Uh, we are very good at solving this particular problem of uh, getting last-minute hotel rooms from hotels and from our hotel partners. Um, that's just naturally what we're good at, at these days and that's, this is what we're solving. So how does it work uh, in practice? An airline or, or a hotel uh, company is reaching out to you, hey, we have an emergency, so what are you doing? What happens? They are not reaching out to us. They have a platform that they go to and they immediately can see what other hotels in the area are available for how much and they can confirm the reservation in less than 30 seconds. How much more is it helpful compared to them going online and just browsing through different providers of what rooms are available where? It's very different. Imagine that you are a passenger on that cancelled flight and you go to the airline agent and they say, Oh, here's a piece of paper from Booking.com, um, go to that hotel. Um, it just feels that you are living the realm of uh, the airline brand experience. And if airline is providing you with a airline branded booking confirmation at that hotel, it's a totally different story. So we help airlines not just to find those rooms very quickly, but provide this coherent brand experience with their passengers whenever you know unexpected things happen. Mm, so they don't have to be sharing with the passenger or a customer the whole process that they are doing and like going through different websites and comparing all that. Correct, correct. So uh, your experience as a passenger is very smooth. You come up to the airline agent and within 30 seconds they get to give you a booking confirmation that is airline branded and you go to the hotel. So, so you, never, you never leave the world of that airline that you're traveling with. We will talk about growing Roomstorm in a second, but take us back to the previous years before Roomstorm. What were you doing? Um, where did you live? 
Originally, I am from Russia. Uh, when I was 20, I moved to the Czech Republic. This is where I met my co-founder, Jakub. Uh, and living there, I had a lot of experience in software engineering. I'm a software engineering um, by training. Um, and that's where we started working on uh, hospitality and travel-related problems. Um, we were working with a hotel uh, that was unfortunately doing their bookings and reservations in Excel spreadsheets. And as far as I know, some hotels still do that. So we came up with the idea of uh, building a property management system first. Uh, but then I thought if we really are about to start a company, we have to move to Silicon Valley. So that's what we did. And I arrived uh, here almost four years ago um and started hustling started going to all kinds of meetups and, and meeting meeting people and um, after two years um we got into yc into y combinator went through that program and this is where we are right now uh, did you come here with jakub i was uh, here by myself first mm -hmm. and uh, jakub still lives in prague in the czech republic but he travels all the time okay so you came here and alone right? Yes. Just by yourself. What were your first steps that you decided to make? So first I got a job here because otherwise I would have not been able to, to mm -hmm. be here at all. So I got a job at uh, the first Lean startup company called IMU, um, which taught me, taught me a lot. And I still have a lot of very good friends there. Um, and steps I took in regards to Roomstorm is I started going to all sorts of meetups, uh, startup related, not very startup related, and just meeting people and, and figuring out how, how's it done? How, how do you start a company? And when it comes to visa issues, how did you deal with that? Uh, I was lucky enough, my, my company that I got a job uh, here with, uh, they sponsored my H1B visa. Um, and then it was easier. It, it was um, kind of scary when you're going through this lottery process, and there is, mm -hmm. as far as I know, there is 65,000 uh, applications. applications limit per year. Limit. Limit. But correct. the applications in total? The number of applications, I think, was twofold the year I applied. Mm -hmm. So it was a 50 50 chance that I'm going to stay here or I'm going to leave. Um, but yes, I was lucky once again. And, and I'm here, and, but once you receive H-1B visa, it's easier for, for you to transfer that visa to another company. It's actually not a transfer, you apply again, again for the same visa, but you don't have to go through the lottery process uh, anymore. So for what visa did you apply for Roomstorm? Was it investment visa? No, it was H-1B visa. For Roomstorm as well? Correct. Are you still on H-1B? I'm still on H-1B. And when it comes to new employees, did you hire someone here or, or do you have employees in Czech? We, we have a few employees here in San Francisco uh, or in, in the Bay Area. And we have uh, contractors all over the place. We have people from Brazil, Argentina and Czech Republic. Who were your first hires? Very good question. Uh, our first hire uh, was... Uh, our HR manager and, and assistant, and he's a very awesome person. He's helping us with all kinds of things, taxes, 
visa issues, HR issues, all those things. So, so we needed desperately needed help with that. Mm -hmm. And and then we hired a person from uh, uh, Virgin America actually, who was very very passionate about the project that they that we're working on. And he said, you know, I just want to work with you. How did you find that person from Virgin America? Sounds like a great target for you guys. That's that's a that's a good, very good question. I don't quite remember through like all of <laughs> all of our contacts that we have. Uh, you know, you can imagine we talk to thousands of people. <laughs> so you stole that person from Virgin America? That's correct. All right. Um, you are an engineer, yes. and your co-founder Jakob is an engineer as well. He's an engineer as well. So it was like two engineers in the beginning. Yes. Probably that's why you needed someone with more software skills to help you out with the dealing with the company issues, Correct. right? Correct. So uh, for, for a period of time, uh, we had two more people working on this project, and they had the soft skills. Uh, unfortunately, they're no longer with the company, but they helped us along the way as well. Tell me about the beginnings of RoomStorm um, in the sense of were you working still at, your com at, the, at that company or at what point did you actually decide to um, quit and commit to RoomStorm full time? When we got accepted into IC, I knew that I have to quit my, my full time job and commit full time to this project. What were you doing in that full time job? Uh, I was an engineer. Pretty yeah, so standard. Pretty standard <laughs> for, for here. For Silicon Valley, correct. <laughs> How else you could uh, come here? Did you have any clients at that point of leaving your full-time job? We had a few clients uh, here in the Bay Area. Um, I would say about 30 or 50 hotels that were helping with our bookings. How did you find the first uh, clients? Cold calls. So we reached out to, to them uh, through our contacts. So tell me about your product at the uh, early times, um, since I know that, that it pivoted along the way. Um, what was it at the beginning and what it is now? What's the difference? Uh, there's very, very subtle difference. We just expanded our clientele. So first of all, we're, all, we're only targeting hotels. We're helping them with overbooking situations. Mm. And uh, after... YC, I think we realized that, hey, we want to expand our, our market size and, and just naturally we thought about airlines because they have pretty much the same problem as hotels when they're overbooked. And the fundamental problem is, is the same. We need a hotel room right now. How much? Where? Currently, there are nine employees at RoomStorm. Right. And how did you convince those first ones to work with you when you are actually bootstrapping? Very good question. So after YC, I wouldn't say that we were bootstrapping anymore because YC gives you a little bit of money. Yes, so you started hiring after YC. Correct. So we never hired before we actually finished YC. So tell me at what point did you apply for YC? What was the stage of your company? And did you get accepted uh, the first time you applied or did you have to apply right. more times? We, we applied more times. We applied two times and second time we, we get accepted. First time we didn't have, I don't think we had any traction. So we were just thinking that with the idea, we had a proof that this idea is valuable. We had feedback from a lot of hotels in the Bay area uh, who were saying that this idea is very much needed. This product is very much needed. 
but we didn't have a lot of traction and uh, we applied second time after six months of the first application and at that point we did have uh, traction and we did have more confirmation that this idea is going to work. What was the period between six months? YC, six months? YC is twice a year. So, Tell me about how the interview for YC looked like. Did they give you a hard time? I, I couldn't think about any things that were hard in the sense that it was hard and crushing during, during the startup that I'm working on, right? Mm -hmm. And some people say it's hard, but for me, it's just, I have to do this thing that's in front of me right now, and, and I, just, I just do it. I don't know how well I'm doing it, but I don't remember that they gave us hard times. They just asked a bunch of questions. Mm -hmm. We tried to answer to our best knowledge, and, and this is it. I what don't think they... it was hard. Okay, what uh, do they pay attention to most when it comes to being approved? There is a number of variables they, they pay attention to. Uh, um, it's your growth, um, maybe revenue or how many customers you have. Um, it's the market size, so the bigger the better. For us, we didn't have any you know, track record of um, having successful startups, so we had to show you know, that we have a decent market size and we have mm -hmm. uh, decent growth. And we did show that and we got accepted. How many customers did you have at that point? At that point, we, we were measuring walks, as we were calling them, as uh, we still call them. Walk is the process of relocating a hotel guest to another hotel. Mm. Uh, and uh, we were growing pretty um, steadily mm -hmm. at that time. We were onboarding a lot more new hotels. Uh, I don't remember the numbers exactly, but, but it was good. It was, the graph was pointing up and to the right. How do you remember the YC experience? Um, tell me, please, um, how did it help you uh, along uh, the whole program? And um, what did you learn? And as you mentioned, uh, because of YC, you also expanded your product a little bit. Correct. Uh, it's a it's a pretty loaded question and there's, I can give you a lot of information. <laughs> yes, but tell right, me right. Some, some more most distinctive what, things. What I took out from YC, YC helps you immensely in terms of company structure, in terms of how the legal entity should work. And, and that's, I didn't know anything, any of that. And, and they helped us with that. Um, of course, Y Combinator is very, very inspiring. Each week they invite a prominent speaker, and I remember Mark Zuckerberg or Max Levchin from PayPal speaking there. So, you know, when you see a person like that every week, you just naturally tend to work harder, and that helps a lot. And I like the Y Combinator motto that, you know, for three months, it's your excuse to, you know, not hang out with your friends and not do anything else but to work on right. your product. And I, I believe in hard work, and and that's the only way how you can make anything happen. And um, my full time job previously, previous to YC, was of course distracting me from working mm -hmm. on Roomstorm full time. And YC helped me in this sense. They helped me to work full time on the project that I care about. And they helped me um, with our attorney who helped to transfer the H-1B visa to my company. Mm. Um, so to me, it was just a blessing. So I don't know how otherwise I would have been able to do that. 
Um, did they have any concerns to that you were working at some other company while growing your startup? Uh, maybe I I'm not sure about YC, but I know that some investors uh, look suspicious at this situation, um, suggesting that maybe you didn't believe in your startup enough. Uh, it's it was easy for me because if I didn't work for a company here in the United States, I would not have been able to be here. Mm -hmm. So. They understood that. They understood that. Did Jakub join you here for the program? Correct. Yes, he was here. Let's talk about travel industry. I read that you wrote uh, that it's lagging at least 10 years Correct. when it comes to um, the innovation, you know, the technology. Uh, why do you think so? Very good question. So I'm, I'm going to tell you about my thoughts. I was traveling mm -hmm. from Argentina to California just uh, just a week ago or less than a week ago and I was walking through the airport and I thought that travel right now as we have it is the MVP of travel it's a minimal viable product <laughs> I like does that. <laughs> it take you from point A to point B yes with uh, you know a certain struggle in order to book an airplane ticket you have to you know check 20 different websites as they say then you have to book a hotel um, it's a lot of hassle. Why can't you pull up your phone right now and say, okay, I have a meeting in Frankfurt in two weeks and here's where the office is. Why cannot some application give tell me, options. give me options, give me, you know, different flight options, mm -hmm. give me different hotel options. So all, all I want to do is, you know, do three taps. Okay, this flight is okay. This hotel I like, you know, confirm. Here's the total price why that product is not there. Um, there's a lot of companies, there's a lot of innovation in travel right now. Um, a lot of companies working on, on awesome and crazy ideas, but I have a feeling that, and it's not a feeling, it's actually, I confirmed it through my research, um, that all those companies are nibbling, you know, on kind of on, on the sides of this huge pie that is called travel. And the problem is that the infrastructure for travel is broken. It's, it's insanely outdated. It's, it's more than 10 years behind. Uh, with all the big companies still using mainframes, uh, airport agents still using green screens where they have to type commands. So whenever you actually want to change your reservation and you call your favorite airline and try to change that reservation, sometimes they're typing those codes that don't make any sense. And hmm. I guess it's efficient, but uh, Teaching, teaching new people how to work with it is different, um, but it's not the point. So travel is definitely updated. And my job here, maybe not with this company, but my job as, as a citizen of the world is to, to change it, to update it, to disrupt it. Disrupt it in a good way. I want to help everybody to have better travel experience, smoother, faster, more enjoyable. One of the examples for that is when hotels want to submit the room av availability in some listing websites, in the booking websites, they often need to do it in an Excel spreadsheet until now. Yes, as far as I know, it was the case 10 years ago. Uh, smaller hotels were managing their reservations in Excel spreadsheets. And as far as I know, today, still some hotels still doing that in Excel spreadsheets. They're collecting all the information and submitting it to, you know, all the online aggregators of that information. It's, to me, it's incredible. It is incredible. And similar 
thing with the airport uh, systems, they don't really know how many passengers are landing on a plane? Yes, yes. I talked, uh, I went to uh, um, many of the uh, trading shows last year, travel related, and I talked to a lot of people and the state of data exchange standards and, and formats and travel industry is, is really interesting because yes, as I mentioned to you, um, sometimes the airport doesn't know how many people are <laughs> arriving on that plane that is about to land in two minutes. Unbelievable. No. It is unbelievable. I mean, knowing that information, you could adjust the number of security officers, uh, maybe other employees in the airport, but they don't, the airlines don't share that information with airports in some cases. In some cases, I'm pretty sure, you know, in some uh, big airports or very busy airports, they absolutely have to have that information. If, if they don't have it, I'm sorry. Imagine some airlines flying very, very big airplanes, 300 people, 400 people, mm -hmm. 600 people. Mm -hmm. If some, something happens with that flight or with that particular, in that particular situation, when 600 people are stranded somewhere, um, it's very hard for the airline to deal with that situation. And we can provide um, automated solution for them as well. So for even 400 people? 600 people easily. What's your business model? We're taking a small cut on each room. Pretty simple. Yes. And simple. it works. Very simple. <laughs> and for airlines, for, for all of our customers that want boarding, it's absolutely free if they're not buying any rooms. So they can explore, they can get all that information. Um, but yeah, it's we're providing them a very, very easy solution that they, they can go back possibly to you know the phone and the piece of paper that they have right now. Mm -hmm. So far, you partnered with a couple of domestic and international airlines as well, not yes. only the hotels. So how um, did you actually make it happen to partner with them? They are big players. It's hard to reach them. How, how did you make it? Uh, what can I say? We are awesome. <laughs> well, I, I have no doubts about that. But still, like, it, so let's say founders that are watching us, they also want to reach out um, to big companies to partner with them for different reasons. What was, what was your uh, path in it's, this? Uh, it's, it's a lot of work. It's, uh, we have an extensive network of contacts, of mm -hmm. course, in, in the hospitality space and in the airline space. And uh, we just need to constantly be reaching out to them and telling them about the product. And airlines, uh, especially Usually it's, it's big companies and they're very slow in their decision-making process. Mm -hmm. uh, but we're patient and we're waiting for them to, we're waiting actually for a lot more airlines to sign up this year. Why do you think the travel industry is uh, so slow in catching up with technology? I think the, there are multiple reasons for that. Um, I think airlines and hotels are um, Usually older companies, you know, mm -hmm. how old more, traditional. Is United, more traditional companies. And uh, it takes them a while to catch up with the fact that these days they have to be software companies as well and employ more engineers and, and do research and development, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it will change. I'm pretty sure it will change in the next five, 10 years. Another problem is that um, the market is... I cannot say monopolized, mm -hmm. but there are, f there are a few players, really big players on the market in the travel industry that um, just naturally want to 
keep more stuff to themselves, I guess, and they knowingly or unknowingly prevent innovation. And that's one of the projects that mm. I'm working on. I want to uh, create a set of standards uh, for travel, open source, completely open and open source. Uh, for engineers like myself and like other people who will be building new online travel agencies tomorrow or maybe airlines or maybe hotel software mm -hmm. tomorrow I want to provide them with a set of standards that they can use out of the box because when we were building Roomstorm we didn't have any of that and mm -hmm. it complicated our life quite a bit and as a startup um, it can be deadly what's your goal for Roomstorm uh, for the next year and then next couple years uh, to spread globally to enable mm -hmm. all the airlines to improve their passenger experience uh, drastically um, and to help all the hotels and all the airlines in the world because I, I think we've built an amazing product that mm -hmm. works it's very it's very efficient it's very fast um, and we are constantly working on improving it, uh, improving the room availability that we have in the system. And by doing that, we're actually helping hotels and airlines save uh, major, major money. Because uh, imagine if you are a person who was uh, delayed for four hours and then it takes mm -hmm. them a couple of hours to find you a hotel room, you'll probably never fly with that airline again or you will never stay at that hotel chain again because of the bad experience they provided to you and and therefore those companies are losing the lifetime value mm -hmm. of you as a customer so our calculations show us that we're helping each airline or, or big hotel chain to save hundreds of millions of dollars yearly mm. that sounds incredible yeah yeah and and it's not just that our final goal is to provide you as a passenger the best experience possible we're helping airlines to provide you with the best experience mm -hmm. possible, even in an emergency situation like cancelled or delayed flight. Max, it was such a pleasure to have you on the show. It was a great chat. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you.